Welcome to Time of Restoration broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. This is a new day created, designed for me and for you to worship, to magnify the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the great I am. We just thank God because many that went to bed when we went to bed last night, but did not wake up on this side, but ended up in eternity. And many, you know, to be separated from God throughout eternity and others to be with him. Because we know the scripture says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, especially once you have accepted the finished work of the cross. When you've accepted his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and has invited him to come and take his abode within you, if death were to overtake you, you will be with Jesus forever. So we just thank God for this day. I'm going to uh, be going to the word of to the throne of God before we go into any uh, parts of our lesson, and we just thank God today for the opportunity that we have that we can enter into the throne room of grace with with not timidity but with boldness. Oh God, you've given us access to your throne room. Hallelujah. Oh, back in the day, they had to, you know, have sacrifices where the high priest had to uh, sacrifice animals, you know, and, 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 and lure of for sins. But thank God we can enter in. You have created and made access. We have access to your throne. And you've given us the power to come in to ask for help, to ask for need, for anything we have need of, and to <clears throat> believe God that he will answer. The Lord says we have not because we ask not. That's what the scripture says. And many times we go without because we fail to ask. So we just thank God for this opportunity to come into his throne room of grace. I'm asking for forgiveness for anything that would hinder this prayer in a way. I thank God for the opportunity because the scripture says that men ought to always pray. We should always be ready to pray a prayer for, for the lost, for the sick, for the shut-in. Oh, God, for your enemies, not only to pray for them, but to bless them in the name of Jesus. Today, we are lifting up leaders of nations all over the world. And we know that some leaders are tyrants. Oh, God. But, Lord, we are asking. We know that you are able to change hearts and minds in the name of Jesus. God, today we are praying for President Biden. We are asking that you would touch him, his cabinet, oh God, the Supreme Court, the Congress, the Senate, oh God. Just touch hearts and minds, God. And Lord, those that are in high places that are Christians, Lord, let them not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we are praying today uh, for the peace of Jerusalem. We are praying, oh God, for third world countries. We are praying for Ukraine. 
Oh God, we are praying for the mothers and the grandmothers and grandfathers, aunts and uncles, Lord, the children, Lord, and those that are yet fathers that are staying behind to fight and many have many have lost their lives so lord today we are lifting up ukraine god we are asking that you will comfort and be with them lord in spite of all that's going on lord you told us that you know tribulations will come all hardships will come and war is just something that has always been around from from the beginning of time because even ecclesiastes tell us there's a time of war and there's a time of peace. But Lord, regardless of what time we are living in, we know that you are with us. And we know that you promise never to leave us in the name of Jesus, God. We're lifting up restoration. We're lifting up Pastor Kenny, his wife and children, the ministerial staff, the digging board, Lord. Every member, every family, every well-wisher. God, we are lifting them up. We lift up our daycare, our director, the teachers, the children. Oh, God, just cover with your blood. Lord, let restoration continue to be a beacon of light in that community in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for your goodness and for your mercies that are new every morning. God, we thank you that we have the activity of our limbs we are able to do for ourselves. Lord, we're lifting up, oh, God, those that are sick in the hospitals with all manner of diseases, Lord. We're praying for those on our prayer list that we... Uh, receive uh, prayer requests for, Lord. You know every need, every request, God, that you would touch and move by your divine intervention. Lord, those, oh God, that need healing, those that need provision, homes, oh God, protection, or whatever the need is, God, we ask that you would move, oh God, by your spirit. And Lord, we just give your name the praise. We are praying for the elderly. We are praying against the spirit of suicide, murder, assault, and rape. And we are praying, God, that murderers and robbers and rapists will be apprehended in the name of Jesus. Expose and uncover. Lord, we're praying for victims of day and night. We are coming against the spirit of suicide. We are coming against the spirit of loneliness and abortion, oh God. Lord, we're coming against mental illness, God. Touch the minds of the people, Lord. God, we know that we have the mind. We can decree and declare that we all have the mind of Christ. And Lord, we are coming against mental illness illnesses, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we know you that you are a healer of all diseases. Oh God, you can cure cancer. You can regulate the mind. Hallelujah. Oh God, you can regulate blood pressure. And Lord, you can just heal, totally heal. Oh God, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So God, today we're giving your name the praise. The glory belongs to you. We are praying for persecuted saints all over the world. We are still praying for first responders. So many disasters. We are coming against the spirit of murder. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, that's running rampant all over the world. The spirit of murder. And Lord, we'll just be so careful to give your name the praise, the glory, the honor belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Before I go into the teaching, I would like to read Psalms 56. Psalms 56. And I, I will be reading that in the New Living Translation. And again, the Holy Spirit dropped that in my heart to read that particular Psalms. And... Um, 
it talks about the fact that Psalms 54, 56, it says, uh, it was for the choir director, a Psalm of David, regarding the time the Philistine the Philistines seized him in Gath to be sung to the tune of Dove and Distant Oaks. So uh, can you imagine uh, those that were in charge, the Levites, that, of the music and the, the singers? I'm sure they really did this Psalms justice. But I'm going to read it starting at verse 1. It says, O God, have mercy on me, for people are hounding me. My foes attack me all day long. I am constantly hounded by those who slander me, and many are boldly attacking me. But when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? They are always twisting what I say. They spend their days plotting to harm me. They come together to spy on me, watching my every step, eager to kill me. Don't let them get away with their wickedness. In your anger, O oh God, bring them down. You keep track of all of my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. My enemies will retreat when I call to you for help. This I know. God is on my side. I praise God for what he has promised. Yes, I praise the Lord for what he has promised. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? I will fulfill my vows to you, O God, and will offer a sacrifice of thanks for your help. For you have rescued me from, deadly, from death. You have kept my feet from slipping. So now I can walk in your presence, O oh God, in your life-given light. Oh, what a beautiful Psalms. And this Psalms was probably written during the time when David was fleeing from Saul. Uh, and, and, and fleeing from Saul to the Philistine territory. Uh, he had pretended to be insane before uh, Achish when some servants grew suspicious of him. But David knew how to pray to God for his enemies. Now, I, I will not say his prayers were always, you know, uh, pleasant towards his enemy, but he knew how to end his prayer by saying that he trusted in God. And, you know, he was saying, he said, what can mere mortals do to me? You know, there are people that's out there right now that they have enemies that are plotting against them. They're doing all kinds of wicked things. They have, and sometimes people have wicked thoughts about you. You know, they have that preconceived ideas about you, you know. Uh, and so you, but, but if you can trust God and not worry about what man can do, because man can't touch your soul. Man cannot touch your soul. 
The only person that can touch your soul is Jesus Christ. So uh, David knew that. He said, what can mere mortal, mortal men do to me? Because he put his trust in God. So just know that just the way da David, you know, prayed to God for his enemies, you know, and he prayed to God when he was afraid, you know, there are people out there today that are so fearful, they're walking in fear. Some people can't even sleep at night because of fear and anxiety. But know that God has left you his peace. We're going to be going back to our lesson on this evening. And we are talking about the peace of God, a legacy. And our scripture text is coming from St. John chapter 14, verse 27. And it says, peace. I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. So we, 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 we have so much to, to, to be thankful for because God has left us his peace. A legacy where we don't have to be tormented. The Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he promised to deliver us out of them all. And Psalms, uh, uh, St. John, I think it is 16, verse 33, it states that uh, these things have I spoken unto you, that ye might, that ye, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have peace tribulation but be of good cheer I have overcome the world there's no one that's living Christians unbelievers that are problem free problem is a part of life but the, the thing is how do you handle those problems and I know I've been guilty that sometimes I've operated in the flesh when I was, you know, faced with a problem or an issue, you know, and, and if anyone of you out there said you have never acted indifferently, I don't think you're telling the truth <laughs> because all of us, you know, have acted in the flesh at some point in life, but you should not stop there. Just ask the Lord for forgiveness and keep it moving. Ask people for forgiveness and, and, and let them know you're sorry. Because we, we do hurt people. People hurt us. But, you know, we have to let go of those hurts. Some people like to hang on to hurts, you know. But that's the bad part because when you hang on to hurts like that, you can end up with a root of bitterness. You can end up with a root of resentment, you know. Uh, yeah, you don't want to do that. So just be quick to forgive. Walk in the spirit of forgiveness. So God has given us and left us a legacy. I think the last time we were speaking about the various gifts that he left us along with, you know, the gift of peace, which was one of them. And the last time I was speaking about the fact that one of the gifts that God or Jesus left us was rest and we talked about the keys of the kingdom was another gift power over evil spirits another gift we talked about um, uh, living 
water, another gift, bread of heaven, eternal life, and the legacy of peace. Now, I'm going to be going into uh, another area of peace. And in the Old Testament, peace carries the fundamental meaning of welfare, prosperity, or wholeness, as well as the absence of hostility. Peace means shalom. Now, the term is frequently used as the antithesis of harm. Now, in 1 Samuel 20, verse 7, we will see here, I'm going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 7. This was during the time when David was running from Saul. And at that time, he and Jonathan had come, had got, were together and they were talking. And David had expressed to Jonathan that he felt like his father wanted to kill him. But Jonathan says, oh, no, I don't think so, because my dad usually tells me everything. And I'm sure if he felt that way towards you, that, you know, he, he would let me know about it. So then they decided, you know, there was a feast that was coming up. And it was a feast that they would celebrate. Um, and it was a three-day feast. So David said to Jonathan, let your father know that you gave me permission to go to Bethlehem and to be with my family for a particular uh, sacrifice that was going on with our family. The reason why I would not be at you know the feast, but he was afraid to even actually to be in his presence because he knew he had threatened his life and he was running from him and had been running from him. So when I go to First uh, uh, Samuel chapter twenty verse seven, it says, "If he say thus, it is well; thy servant shall have peace." But if he be very wroth, then be sure that evil is determined by him. So I'm going to start reading First Samuel. And it says, uh, I'm going to start at verse 2. And it says, and he said unto him, God forbid. Thou shalt not die. Behold, my father, do nothing, either great or small, but that he will show it me. And why should my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. And David swore moreover and said, Thy father certainly knoweth that I have found grace in thine eyes. And he saith, Let not Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, there is but a step between me and death. See, Jonathan, I mean, David knew Saul's spirit. He knew the resentment, the jealousy. You know, jealousy is crueler than the grave. 
And I mean, and you can be so jealous of a person sometimes, their ministry or whatever they might be operating in, and you do not know the price that they have paid to be where they are, and you're jealous of them. God forbid, jealousy is crueler than the grave. So he says, um, let not Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, there is but a step between me and death. Then said Jonathan unto David, Whatsoever thy soul desireth, I will even do it for thee. The, uh, and David said unto Jonathan, Behold, tomorrow the new moon, and I shall not fail to sit with the king at meat. But let me go, that I may hide myself in the field unto the third day at even. If thy father at all miss me, then say David earnestly, Ax, leave of me that he might run to Bethlehem, his city. For there is a yearly sacrifice there for all the family. And I think I had forestated that's what they, he had planned to tell his dad uh, at the festival if he asked why David was not there. Now he overlooked the first day. But by the second day, because it was a three-day celebration, but by that second day, he asked, where was David? And so Jonathan gave him, you know, that same story that he had gone into Bethlehem because of a sacrifice. And so, uh, and Jonathan said unto David, O Lord God, When I have surrounded my father about tomorrow in a time or at the third day, and behold, if there be good toward David, and I then send not unto thee and show it thee, the Lord do not, that the Lord do so, and much more to Jonathan, but it pleased my father to, to, to thee, to do thee evil, then I will show it thee and send thee away, that thou mayest go in peace, and the Lord be with thee as he hath been with my father. And thou shalt not only, while yet I live, show me the kindness of the Lord that I die not, but also thou shalt not cut off thy kindness from my house forever. So they had made a pact how they were going to be kind to each other. And we all know about the story about Mephibosheth. You know, that was uh, Jonathan's son that uh, David looked up. But they were making this this pack here, you know. So he did discover that Jonathan was dis discovered that his dad wanted to kill Saul. He was so grieved. He was so hurt over it. So he sent that little boy into the field and, sh and was shooting arrows. And he says, if I shoot an arrow past you, go get it. And you know that, you know, pick those arrows up and you know you need to get moving because, you know, my dad was against you. So it's just so sad when you realize that this was a type of piece here that describes the absence of, of hostility. This was the piece that we, we are referring to. It says, the faithful characters... Uh, or the, the biblical characters use the term peace and friendly greetings and farewell statements to communicate an absence of hostility. 
And so also, uh, this is another form of peace. And next week when I discuss this lesson, we're going to go into Genesis, how this word was used by Joseph to his brothers. When he shared with his brothers that peace uh, to you, do not fear, because they were afraid when they realized that they had money in their sacks. But of course, it was a setup by that brother. So we know that we thank God that God left us peace, peace that surpasses all understanding. We, we thank God that in the midst of, of chaos, we can have peace. So tonight I'm going to leave you with that. Um, we just thank God for the peace of God, a legacy. And we know that, like David said in that first scripture, don't worry about what man can do to you. Just put your trust in God. You know, you're going to always have haters. Haters make you go forward in the anointing. Haters push you up. So, you know, just pray for your haters. Love them. Pray for your enemies. But whatever you do, always, you know, remember to tell someone about Jesus. And at this time, if you would like to accept Jesus as your personal Savior, repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Wash me with your blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Be my Lord, my Savior, my friend, and my baptizer. And for those of you that are still battling with the lack of peace, we are praying for you that you will yield your members and your mind. Just declare and decree that you have the mind of Christ. And submit to God and resist the enemy when he comes with all kinds of thoughts to bring you uh, distractions and to get you off course of the things of God. Know that the Lord is with you. He promised never to leave you nor to forsake you. The Lord is faithful that promise. You know, if he told us that it was going to be so, it is so. The Bible says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So don't let, don't let your heart be agitated. Know that God is with you. Grab hold of that peace, that legacy that God left us uh, when he left to go to heaven. He came, he died on the cross. He's done all that he can do. And all we have to do is accept that finished work and trust him. And believe in him. Stand on his word. You know, don't lean on your own understanding. Put your trust totally in him. And he will direct your path. He will direct your day. He will lead you and guide you into all truth. You need to know this. Now forget it. And walk in victory and now walk in bondage. And we just thank God today. So, so I'm going to leave you with that. So whatever you do, always remember to tell someone about Jesus because Jesus is Lord. Be blessed. <laughs>